These days, the real estate marketing conversation seems to revolve exclusively around the web, whether it's websites, social media, or SEO. For Matt Wagner, however, the old standbys of radio and TV are still very much alive. A former marketing consultant for the biggest radio station owner in America, Matt saw an opportunity for real estate professionals to build a local fan base and drive more qualified leads. In 2004, Matt founded Radio and Television Experts, which helps top agents all over the country use traditional media campaigns to unlock their potential. Today, Matt's commercials run on hundreds of stations, boosting their online efforts and building their personal and professional brands. In this interview, Matt explains how radio and TV work together with a great website to produce stunning results and what Duke's basketball team can teach you about running a successful brokerage. Hi, this is Stacy Stout from Live Urban Real Estate. Hi, this is Jack Miller from T3 Experts. This is Matt Wagner from Radio and Television Experts, and you're listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. Welcome to the Marketing Genius Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes with the most brilliant real estate professionals and brands to uncover the latest digital marketing tools and tricks for your online arsenal. Now, here are your hosts, Seth Price and Matt Barbet. Hey, Matt, welcome to the show. Hey, happy to be here, guys. Thanks so much. Yeah, so I mean, so kicking it off, I mean, let's hear in your own words, you know, what is radio and television experts all about? And and maybe like with a specific emphasis on, you know, how are you helping real estate professionals grow their businesses? Well, what radio and television experts are, we're an ad agency. So basically what we do is we take an agent and we want one per market, ideally. Uh, in a few cases, we've had large enough markets where we've been able to take on more than one with the permission uh, of uh, that agent in the market that we're working with. But the idea is take the most effective radio stations, TV stations, make our agent stand out as almost looking like they're a part of the station or they're tied with the most influential people surrounding radio. And over the years, we've built relationships with, you know, especially within the news talk genre of like Glenn Beck, Sean Hannity, um, local personalities, mm-hmm. on the, and now on the TV side uh, with Barbara Corcoran, who many know from Shark Tank and from being a consultant to Good Morning America on the Today Show. But, you know, so whether it's on a local level, a national level, we basically take all of the elements that myself and my partner, Dave Sturgeon, uh, have embraced uh, to be make other types of businesses very, very successful, uh, even before we discovered real estate agents, take that experience of 40, 50 years that we had combined before uh, we discovered real estate. And over the last decade, we've implemented all of these different techniques into an agent's market, you know, whether it's a talk show, an endorsement, a jingle, whatever is the most appropriate for that given market to make that agent wildly successful, not only on branding themselves as a celebrity, as a, as a top agent in the marketplace, but also as a listing machine where now they're attracting listings on a very high level of, of almost like come list me business where they don't have to really work as hard to try to chase listings. Listings are coming to them. Got it. Got it. And so, I mean, is there, it, it sounded like at the beginning that you were, you were saying that this is, 
is a little bit different than the kind of like standard radio ad that you would, you know, you would kind of, kind of normally hear. Is that right? Did I, did I hear you right there? Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, anybody can go to a radio station and record their own voice or uh, brag about themselves and say how great they are. Right. But you know, if, if it doesn't lack certain components or if it isn't placed right, or if there aren't all the right elements coming together, it's, it's very, especially in, and, and especially in markets where the cost can be anywhere from, you know, hundreds of dollars to even over a thousand dollars per commercial, it adds up very, very quickly. So unless you're really prepared to spend a ton of money, you know, that you could do certainly do that as many businesses have. However, with what we've achieved is we found the most cost effective ways to only, and in some cases, we've done as little as three to five spots a week, mm-hmm. and we've gotten the same type of results that people have had to do spending, you know, thousands of dollars a week to to try to be to try to reach the same levels of of a success. Got it. So you guys have basically figured out the kind of placements. I don't even know if that's the right word here, but the placements that work really well uh, for real estate, and that's kind of your. You know, I, I don't know if secret sauce is the right word, but that's your expertise. That's the art of what you're doing is knowing what's going to work and, and what's not. Well, right. I mean, I, I came into to this starting the company about you know 10 years ago now with a world of experience of success with all different types of businesses. And so now we and then we implemented all these different things into real estate. Well, now a decade later, you know, we've had hundreds of stations, hundreds of agents a lot of different scenarios to test out different formulas and strategies to see what works, what doesn't work, and in even different personalities if they work. So we really have a, a handle now in most markets on you know what works, what doesn't work. So just being able to say no at times is just as valuable than saying yes. In other words, <clears throat> sometimes being able to say, you know, we really tested that. It didn't work. Let's do this. That can save agents sometimes thousands of dollars of experimenting the wrong way just based on our experience of trial and error. Yeah, I think that's the that's the, the concept of working with someone who's been down that road before so you don't have to have to learn it three times. Absolutely. <laughs> no, absolutely. You know, one of the things that I've always admired, you know, as I mentioned, you and I met, I don't know, maybe it's three or four years ago, and you were so good at combining testimonials and what I'll call influencer marketing, like folks that already have, have a really established audience to help your, your customers, you know, the, the agents and brokers that you work with really get like honest resonance, uh, in their markets. I love that. When I think about, you know, you, you said you started in 2004, is that right? Correct. So what has changed now that the internet is, you know, everyone's all about, hey, digital, digital. What's changed for you in your business? I think giving greater attention to agents' websites more than ever. I mean, I've, I've tried to really align with several good rel- website companies that that really understand seller lead conversion because, you know, buyers go online. But, se- but I think what happens a lot, and we see this, is that a lot of times – you know, an agent will brand a website, and when people go there, it's simply a buyer website. And really, it should be designed to attract sellers, not buyers. And and also, too, the fact that people Google search now more than ever. I mean, Google has become the yellow pages 
of, of, you know, 2015. And so if someone doesn't have a good website that really has key elements on it, people can very easily forget why they went there in the first place. They can get lost and a confused mind always says no and moves on. And especially with some of our clients spending upwards, you know, sometimes, you know, it starts at 2,500 a month, but some spend, you know, 5,000, 10,000, 20, 30, 40,000. I mean, now all of a sudden, every single lead that comes and checks you out is valuable. So you better have a good website to really be that front door that when they go into that they see that that can really make a difference. And then there's also Facebook. I mean, being able to have good posts there. Um, I think that's really been important. And just really understanding how the consumer looks at the web, I think has become more critical than ever. Radio and TV is just a starting point. Now being able to have that good website, that's really changed dramatically. Yeah, it seems like, you know, the buyer's journey has become so complex, but you need to resonate with that consumer at as many touch points as you possibly can. And if the resonance is off, like all of a sudden, like you said, you're talking about buyers where they're a seller, they don't know what to do with that information and they bounce. Yep, excellent point. So what hasn't changed for you with the rise of digital marketing? Well, I think still the connection that people have. I mean, people still have their favorite shows. They still have their favorite habits, you know, during the day of listening to certain shows. And I think that that connection that personalities have with their audience, that hasn't changed. I think that the um, that connection that the listener has is still there. It's grown. Well, and I will say what has changed, Shark Tank especially, has taken on a whole new wave of, of fans and I think now Barbara, whereas before, you know, she was just the real estate consultant every once in a while going on TV. Now she's really taken on a whole new dimension with Shark Tank that's made her even more relevant to people that may not have known her many years ago, you know, when she was a top broker in New York City. And that's certainly helped given us somebody that we can now use on TV that we didn't even have before, that now is like one added layer of a secret weapon that's really catapulted people's businesses. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it's, is like, so let's say I'm, I'm kind of like the average top producing agent uh, and I'm listening to this. Oh, wait, wait. There's there's not an average. Well, top producer I, that's agent. true. But the let's top say producers are. That's true. Know, let's say I am a, a top producer. I, I you know, average <laughs> average top producer. Yeah, you're right. That doesn't make a lot of sense. But well, I think if you would break it down, I think you've got some agents that choose <laughs> to work by themselves and not build a team. Yeah, and sure. Then, and certainly, there's some people that there's nothing wrong with that model if that's what someone wants to do and they're happy. And then there's that next layer of somebody that commits. And it really is a commitment to building a team and building more volume from that team. And so I would say if you're talking about an agent at that place in their business, when they really are a business, I kind of I liken it a lot to a restaurant. You know, we all have friends that love to cook, right? And we've all got that buddy that has that no one has better ribs than I do, you know, recipe. Yeah. And, you know, they may cook fabulous ribs, but if they try to open up a restaurant, that's a whole nother layer. Now sure. listen, they've got to be able to have a staff. They've got to be able to have a, have a location. They've got to do other other elements of their business. And so I think that's – we're looking for restaurants that are operating at full capacity, so to speak, in real estate that now they want to add that next layer of customers that can now come in that they can handle. Got it. So I mean the, I guess the question I was trying to get to is like do these – 
you know, these uh, national personalities. We were talking about Robert Corcoran. We were talking about some other folks at the beginning of the interview. Like, if I'm listening to this, are are those folks like really? Are those like game changers for my my business? Like, is that are, are you finding that you know in your in your data? Well, I mean, I think that the the results show. I mean, the fact that you know, if you asked any of our agents, and they're becoming more and more prevalent in most markets, right? I think what they would tell you is, I mean, I know Becky Ivins in Oklahoma City. I mean, she calls her Glenn Beck campaign an exercise in order taking. Hmm. You know, I think that what celebrities bring and the biggest difference about it is that there's the trust factor, right? I mean, you know, so if I'm somebody that is thinking, you know, should I, shouldn't I call this agent? There's hundreds of agents out there. They've all got stories about how great they are. And, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of good agents, no question about it. But what to me as a consumer, what's going to separate that agent from another agent? Well, not just the offers they use, but then if they've got a third party endorser that I respect that says, you know what, I've done the homework, I've checked it out. This is somebody that I recommend that I'll put my name and trust behind that you can call. Now, the kind of lead that comes in is no longer just, yeah, I was thinking about calling you. Now it's, you know, Glenn Beck told me you are the agent I need to be talking to. What do I need to do to list my home? What do I need to do to sell it right? Now, all of a sudden, you are the authority that they immediately trust versus having to win their trust on an interview, if Got that it. makes sense. No, it does. It does. I'm, I was just genuinely curious, you know, because it's that I think that's a, like a trick that not a lot of folks would 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 intuitively know. Um, but so I mean, kind of zooming out a little bit because we've been talking about you know kind of various different things. I mean, who is the right profile of agent and broker that you guys work with, or that you would just recommend in general? Uh, you know, think about radio and TV, right? I mean, who's the not for everybody? Yeah. I mean, how do I know if I'm listening to this? Like, how do I know when I'm ready to start talking to you? Uh, is it a volume thing? You know, is it a, what's, what, how do I know that? Well, I think there's a combination. I think number one, you know, I go back to the restaurant analogy. You may be a fantastic cook that, that loves to make ribs, for example, but, you know, what happens if you open up a restaurant? I mean, would you have a wait staff ready, ready to take on a line outside the door? Would you have a, 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 you know, would you have a team ready to handle the influx that can come in? Because once you turn on the faucet of radio and TV, what can happen if it's done the right way, you can start getting calls daily that come in. And let's face it, the average transaction takes about 100 details. After about 20 or 30 listings, it starts to get very um, difficult to manage, to juggle all those balls. Yeah. So you really need to have a team in place to handle that. So the typical agent that I'll, we'll start to work with, that we start to see success, you know, it should be at least, you know, we like to say at least doing about 30, 40,000 a month in GCI mm-hmm. because it's going to take the minimum, usually about starting between two, you know, 2,500 to 3,000 minimum to really do it, what we call an effective campaign. I mean, that's not, that's not just throwing darts in the dark. That's really having a good, solid, effective station and profit center that can work. And so they should be doing that kind of volume coming in the door, but then also they should have a team in place. So, you know, for example, if they're a solo agent and they, and they, they get a list, a call from a, a come list me, 
but they're showing a buyer a property or they're handling the write up an ad for a, for a, you know a, a house that's going on the market or they're already dealing with another seller yeah. it can get overwhelming very very quickly sure. they should have at least two three buyers agents on their team they should at least have a solid admin department and they should if they're handling their own listings they should at least be in control of their listings so that they can now handle the influx that's coming in the door. If yeah, that makes sense. You know, it makes complete sense. The devil's in the details there. When you when you start putting a lot in the top of the funnel and then you know customer service issues abound, uh, that can't be fun. So I'd like to switch gears a little bit and talk about something that I think you do naturally. So you work with lots of, of really you know, establish real estate professionals and you've helped them hone their, their personal brands. So not only leveraging the influencers that, you know, they're using ads with in your experience, what's the secret to building a personal brand that resonates with consumers? Well, I think making it about the, the person, not about yourself. I think people so often, and this this goes deep. This goes deep to the to the presentation that people have when they come to see you, um, the value that you bring. Uh, people don't care how much you know until they first know how much you care, and so being able to build everything you do around the consumer and think how does this benefit the consumer, and I think be, building a brand that has a friendly face behind it is good, but building one that has it's very much about. Me bringing you value, me making you the most money. Here, this and this is regardless of whether someone uses radio or not. You know, being able to make that person feel that you're bringing them more than what they could get on their own, and I think that's important in any in any business. That makes complete sense. Got it. So, I mean, what do you what are you seeing today as like the biggest challenges that you know either your customers or you know other agents? that you kind of observe in the industry? Like what are the biggest challenges that they're bumping into in your mind? And, you know, what do you, what would you throw out there in terms of how to, how to address those challenges? I think likely the, the biggest thing that I often see way too many times is some agents, especially it, it depends on what their goals are for that agent that's at, that has the team. I mean, I talk with top teams all over the country on a, on a daily basis. And, just being able to find balance and setting priorities and being able to not be afraid to delegate and be able to train and build culture. I think sometimes culture so often gets lost and being able to really build something that people are proud to belong to, not just do a job. You know, I, I, I also study, you asked one of your questions you, you said ahead of time was, you know, who gives you inspiration? And, you know, one guy that I've always admired was, was Coach K with Duke. I'm a huge Duke fan. Yeah. Mostly because I look at what, what he's built. And it's especially challenging. Now, I'll, I'll use them as an example. You know, what makes, you know, him so powerful? He's taking in now 18-year-olds that are one and done, that are in a year and gone, how do you instill in, in that kind of value system with 18-year-olds or how does he coach the U.S. Olympic team? And it really goes back to culture. It makes you create something that people feel proud to be a part of. They know their role. They're made to feel good about their role. And I think sometimes we can get so wrapped up in our business and even myself included, I've got to check myself a lot to make sure that my team members feel good about what they belong to and why what they do is making a difference in people's lives and really view people 
that because if you take care of the people that, that are on your team and help them to care about the people that they serve, that people, no matter where or how they touch you, always feel that they're cared for. I think that's a that's an ongoing challenge that I think the more people can define and work on, the better their overall business becomes. Got it. So, I mean, you know, what's the big – is there is there a unique secret to building a great culture inside of a, you know, a, a brokerage or a real estate team? Like, or is it, you know, is it the same stuff that, you know, that anyone would deploy, whether you're a coach or running a parallel business? Like, what, if, what have you seen? Well, I know that I – a lot of agents love having, getting getting coaches. I highly recommend hiring a coach. Okay. And you know, just like in the NBA and just like the NFL and, and there's or college, there's there's a variety of coaches for different levels mm-hmm. for where you're at. But having a coach, having somebody that can stand beside you and help you take the sentimentality out of the positions that you hire, because I think sometimes people the, the natural inclination is to hire your friends. Which, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong if you can get, you should get along with everybody on a social level to begin with. I mean, if you can't get along with people that are your family, you know, you, it's, it's going to create problems. <laughs> you know, sure. but there's also the imbalance of where you're afraid to make a move, you're afraid to move someone to a different position on the bus, or just finally say, you know what, they're just not a cultural fit. You know, I remember a quote some years ago that I still resonates in my mind today the people that get you to where you are aren't always the people that, that are going to get you to where you want to be. And I think having constant checks like that and asking yourself, is everybody in the right seat on the bus and having the guts to have someone with you to talk with them and really just be honest and just say, you know what, for where we want to go, you know, you may not be the right fit for this position. Either there's a different position on the bus or there may not be a position and, and, and move on. And, and move from there. I think just being able to really be honest about those type of moves, I think really is, is important in any level of business. Do you think, just to go a little deeper on that, do you think that that is something that is trainable? Or do you think there's some innate talent there? It's like, as, you know, nurture versus nature. Um, I, I, you know, some people are natural leaders and organizers like that. Some people are just great salespeople or they're great at one aspect, but not necessarily as leaders. And I think that that's the, the quicker someone can identify that and put somebody on their bus that is, the, the, the better they become. I mean, I'm, I may be you know, a, a moderately good leader. I'm a great salesman. I love what I do and I think that's why. But I'm horrible at details and I'm horrible at math. I'm not afraid to admit that. But – I know to surround myself with people that are great at what I'm not so good at. Yeah. That way then I can lean on them. And, and, and even with when it comes to human resources, I mean, it just finally took somebody on board to help me with that. And, and it's been wonderful having that extra person to take an objective look 30,000 feet above, you know, above you and give you an outsider's perspective is really valuable. So yes, it's absolutely possible, but it really starts with being honest with yourself and that's where sometimes having a coach and somebody else a mentor, I really believe that the most successful agents that I see in my network surround themselves with three to four great agents that are at or above their level. And so they keep them motivated. They can give them honest input about their team and give them that objective advice that they can't – sometimes you can't see when you're by yourself. 
you know, but you need someone on the outside to take a look at you and and see and make observations. Yeah. I think the most successful agents that I've seen have those people that they bounce ideas off of. No one gets to the top alone. Even Mark Cuban said that. I think that also requires that someone is really honest with themselves, but also honest with, you know, whoever is going to be their coach. Because you can always get a coach and, you know, things, some people have the everything's rosy attitude, but there are always things that can be improved. So one of the things that I have thought about as we were talking is you work with primarily top performing agents. Do you have any advice for folks that are looking to be top performing agents, you know, trying to get to the next level? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think become a conference junkie, but be specific about it. Sometimes we can go overboard. Sometimes we can try to say yes to everything. But I think for one, hiring a coach, I would absolutely do that. And then I would also be on the coach. And, and the way that I instruct my agents to find coaches is pretty simple. Basically, write down, you know, wh- wh- who do you want to be? What do you want to achieve? And then look at your market. And then find agents if possible. You know, talk to a coach, you know, interview, interview several. But then also ask them, who have you worked with that's in a market my size that's shooting to attract the kind of people in my price range that I'm shooting for. Some people want luxury. Some people are happy to have that mid-level to upper level price point. Who have you worked with to succeed in the areas that I need help with? And then talk to those people and then surround yourself with other people that you can look at and say, that's where I want to be like. Because oftentimes by talking to people at that level, you shave your learning curve considerably. In other words, now, you know, you can figure out, you can save the time and money by the mistakes that other people have made and and do that in your own business. So I I would say that probably the best, and I even do that even with my own prospects. Um, I really recommend even before somebody works with me, I give them usually three or four phone numbers of agents that are in similar size markets or in similar situations with their team size and say, talk to them, ask them, tell, let them tell you the specific things we did, because much of what we do sounds too good to be true. Yeah. I would rather let them hear that from somebody else and let them prove to themselves. And then they're more apt to trust our advice, but they've also made friends with other people that are going to be their peers as they progressively um, you know, get into this. That makes complete sense. Um, it, it sort of takes me to the next question, which is you do a mastermind. Um, this, that seems like the evolution of what you're talking about. It's like, Hey, as an individual, find folks in like markets with like challenges, maybe a little bit above yourself and create your mini mastermind. What do you do in your mastermind that sort of takes that to the next level? Yeah. So the mastermind started with just a round table of about a dozen agents just sharing, you know, what, what works really well for them. I think just being able to learn, the strengths and weaknesses and especially the strengths of other agents, but then also, you know, addressing what are the biggest concerns that people have. And so that's been the foundation that we built this around. And and especially now, you know, with our masterminds, that's still, we still do some small ones like that, but, but basically what started happening was we grew from a dozen agents to 24 agents to 50 agents to, you know, over a hundred and it just got to be too large. And so we have one big event a year. Now, we also have a private Facebook page where people can bounce off ideas on a daily basis. But for a bigger event, you know, we just found that being able to get people together, taking about a year to really study, figure out 
what are the biggest challenges that agents are having? And especially as it pertains to the radio and TV campaign, now that you know people are spending much, much larger budgets, being able to figure out what are the best techniques that people are using and then get them to share these. But then also the thing that we've done now that really is kind of taking it to another level with our masterminds is we figure out what are the six, seven, eight most important issues to people that affect their conversion, that affect their profitability, and affect their you know overall balance in their team and their culture to attract and keep the right people. We get we get in sessions where we'll do like a 30-minute, where we'll create into roundtables about 10 to 12 people. We'll throw out a topic. That table all discusses the best strategies that they're using. And then and then for 30 minutes we go around the room and recap. So each table head will then share the best three, four, or five nuggets that the table came up with. So the whole room gets to hear the highlights of that 30-minute discussion. Just by doing that has really been a game changer and has just created a whole flood of ideas in people's notebooks that they're able to walk away with and just really feel invigorated. And it gives them about a year's worth of material to work on until next year. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. So, so as we're, you know, like in the last couple questions here, I mean, we always, we always ask everybody, you know, like, what are your, what are your favorite books? Like you talked about a little bit where you got some inspiration from, but you know, like any, any really good books you're reading, good blogs you follow, you know, like, you know, what, what does that look like for you? Um, I've read Entree Leadership by Dave Ramsey a couple of times. I love it. There's so many practical things. I, I read it to try to understand the ELPs better, but I came away just smarter in terms of building a business. What are ELPs, oh. by the way? I'm sorry. I endorse local providers, right? Okay, so, good. So that's, Dave's, that's, that's his system for real estate agents. Uh, I've been very involved with Dave's group for probably about eight years or so. And, you know, but it, so I got a copy of the book and just by reading through it, it really gives, I mean, Dave's built an organization, I think that just surpassed a hundred million uh, this year. Um, in business, but I think he's got about three, I think at the time about 300 uh, team members. So how did he build it? What were his secrets? What did he do? And just reading that was really, really good. I, I still live by several points uh, that, that he did. Um, you know, I think just what, what other stuff, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a very avid Bible reader and I think the Bible principles have definitely influenced uh, many of my decisions, my mood swings, I mean, being able to just always have the right frame of mind and dealing with people and putting people first. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Tony Robbins has got some fantastic books that are that are fantastic for um, building business. Um, what other books? Uh, Marketing to Women, Martha Barletta was a great book. Um, I think the other book, um, Recruiting. This is really good. I, Gary Keller recommended it and I, I read it for – other people, and I wound up taking away good ahas from my own business. Uh, the the book, um, the 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 perfect or the the right the uh, oh what is that called the the perfect find I think it was or the hold on let me, I got my book shelf right here the rare find the rare find uh, okay yes interesting that, that was an outstanding book because it, he interviews George Anders interviews three hundred different. Um, HR people and ask them what specific things did you look for in, um, in in the person that you hired? Where did you find great talent? I think that's what everybody's searching for. 
And it really gives some great outside-the-box ideas, but it also helps you to read the resume from reverse. That's one of the things he teaches. You know, Instead of looking at the what and when, focus on the how and why. How did they achieve it? Why did they achieve it? What are their motivations? Everybody, Many people have good resumes, but being able to dig deeper and seeing what their inner motivations are is a very strong indicator as to how well they'll fit in your culture. That's a great list. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a fantastic list. We're like taking notes on this side. We'll, we'll post them. So I, I guess as we as we wrap up, Matt, this has been fantastic. I mean, how can how can people get in contact for you? Are you an email person? Are you a Twitter person? You know, what's what's your sort of litany of URLs and, and things like that? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty simple. I mean, we've got a website, uh, four words, radio and television experts.com. <laughs> Boom. I know that's a tongue twister, but uh, four words, radio and television experts.com. That really answers a lot of questions. It has a wealth of, of video testimonials and audio and verbal testimonials. And they're all active clients. These aren't people from like 10 years ago, but these are all people that are active. Anybody can reach out to them. They'll be happy to, you know, open up and share their, share their honest, you know, experience with working with us. And then um, Facebook, just Matt Wagner. I mean, I'm connected to a lot of people. I've got about 4,500 friends. And, you know, I don't, I don't try to put a fancy web page together for Facebook. It's just me sharing, you know, I think I share not only successes that people have, but also day to day I run across some amazing quotes and amazing reads. And I just love sharing that stuff because it's fueled me. I've had the privilege of working with some amazing minds over the years and, you know, I've just found the giver's gain. The more you give, the more you gain. So awesome. Matt, thank you so much. Yeah, Matt, thank you. Really appreciate it. Hey, appreciate, appreciate you guys. And you know, whatever I can do to help you guys, let me know. Awesome. Sounds great. Thanks a bunch. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. If you like what you've heard, be sure to write us a review on the iTunes store. For our full episode archive and access to exclusive bonus content, visit us online at playster.com slash podcast. If you have feedback about Marketing Genius or want to suggest topics and guests for future shows, drop us a line at podcast at playster.com. Don't settle for mediocre marketing. Become a marketing genius and start growing your real estate business online. The Marketing Genius Podcast is brought to you by Playster, the digital marketing platform for real estate professionals, brands, and organizations of all kinds. With beautiful websites, lead management tools, marketing automation, and an academy featuring the latest tools and tips, Playster offers real estate professionals everything they need to succeed online. Learn more at Playster.com.